podcast and recreation, which is literally the best name we could think of for what will surely be the greatest podcast in the history of recorded media. I'm Nora Katz. And I'm Jill Poskanser. We're transatlantic friends and TV junkies with a passion for writing, politics, and breakfast food. Is that the correct order for this week? Yes. No. Actually, breakfast food moved ahead of politics this week. Okay. Because I'm just tired of politics. Yeah. That's fair. I know you hate when people say that, but I keep looking at the news and then it just makes me physically tired. No, it's the worst. So, it's the worst. Okay. But we've had some um, happiness brought to us by Samantha B, so it's okay. Oh, I didn't watch that, actually. Oh my I'm gosh, it's so good. You have to. Um, my parents, when they moved me into my apartment, they were like, these are the two things everybody needs in their apartment. One, landline. Two, cable. And I was like, wrong. wrong actually all i need is the internet all the tv i could ever want to watch is there and not a landline just no (laughs) no one has landlines anymore guys that's true my family got rid of our landline and it was like a big thing for about five minutes and then we were like okay this changes almost nothing about our current day-to-day lives (laughs) saves us money if anything yeah yeah Verizon wouldn't let us go. Our, like, phone... We had to fight with our phone company for, like, a year because they wouldn't get... They, like, wouldn't let us go. That's, like, the equivalent of, like, gyms in Los Angeles. Really? Anna, my friend Anna, who lives in Los Angeles with me, could not get this gym to leave her alone before she even moved to Los Angeles. This gym would not leave her alone. They wanted her bad. They just really want to collect all the people. Okay, that's fair. To collect them all. Like, connect them all. Or, like, Pokemon. (laughs) <laughs> whatever the cool hip illusion is these days <laughs> okay so we've already gone on a tangent which I think is perfect um, today we're talking <laughs> if about if you're listening <laughs> this is about Parks and Recreation <laughs> you wouldn't know it but it is um, today we're talking about Parks and Recreation season 1 episode 3 The Reporter which aired on April 23rd 2009 written by Dan Gore and directed by Jeffrey Blitz Um, And our little synopsis from IMDb, thank you IMDb, is this. Leslie gets a newspaper reporter to do a story about her and the park idea, but becomes upset when she finds out that the reporter slept with Mark. Ooh, spoilers. I don't think, I don't think so, because they're about to hear us talk about it, so. (laughs) Okay, so here's a fun fact about this episode. Um, This episode was filmed second. It was originally meant to be episode two, but they switched the order for airing. Really? Canvassy, which was originally episode 31st. Um, and then Dan Gore was allegedly upset about this, so the producers of the show played a prank on him and sent him like an email pretending it was going to be pushed back even further um, by NBC because of, quote-unquote, a sports thing. <laughs> like they said a sports thing in the email, and he, like, I think believed it. I don't know. <laughs> I have some fun facts for you children today, and... Roughly 100% of them are from Wikipedia. Um, I know there is a stigma against Wikipedia, but uh, these days Wikipedia is actually reliable as long as you check the sources. Check That's sources, correct. Kids. That's correct. If you it travel is. in academic circles, you know, Wikipedia is rough. I did recently write a paper where I wrote yes. about Wikipedia, so. Here's a question though Is it rough in academic circles because academic circles are primarily occupied by people of an older generation who are distrustful of Wikipedia. That's part of it, I think. That's part of it. Okay, just wanted to put that theory out there. Yes. I love Wikipedia. I'm the first person to ever 
never say that. <laughs> Welcome to New the, insights to the every innovation podcast in recreation. <laughs> Tune in, kids. Um, so yeah, let's tell the story. Let's weave a narrative here. Great. Do you want to start? Sure. Um, so the cold open of the episode, we have, um, Jerry leading a nature walk for children. Um, and then Leslie assuming it was for teens, but then a girl got pregnant. (laughs) For (laughs) preteens. It's it's the preteen nature walk. Yeah. A preteen nature walk. Um, and Leslie assuming that she can eat something that he picked out of the ground, which is uh, country honeysuckle. I believe is the plant that he picked. It is, in fact. I read that down. Yep. Well. That's a bummer for her. Doesn't end well. That's a classic. And her reaction to that, I think, is a, is a classic moment. Some great physical comedy. Uh, this is, I think, the first, like, real introduction of the character of Jerry. It's, like, kind of the first, like, more than, like, a side speaking yeah. line for him. Yeah. Um, we see he is a good-natured, kind sort of man. That's true. He is. He is. Yeah. He's doing a very good job on the nature walk as well. I am um, proud of him. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the uh, cold open, and then we we have a little break for that theme song. It's so great. I hope all you listeners are not skipping the theme song. Yeah, don't you dare skip the theme song. <laughs> Please don't skip the theme song. Um, Leslie comes back, um, and she has invited a reporter from the Pawnee Journal to do an article on the pit. Yes. The reporter's name is Shauna Malway Tweep, which is the greatest character name in the world. Also, they hold up the Pawnee Journal, and yes. the headlines say, Spring arrives. Most residents welcome the new season. The other headline the other is, is Iguana Iguana. Iguana Iguana? Also, Leslie's wearing know, an amazing bow shirt in this scene. I had to put that I want to know who the, like... Um, props assistant was who had to make that newspaper because they did a great job. So shout out to them. Once I got to make something that appeared on a screen on Bones, that was really fun and exciting. Really? It was a coroner's report. That's awesome. Yeah, and then it showed up on the episode. And I was like, that's what I did. Did it say Wana Iguana on it? Because if it not, it didn't. It didn't. Well, then I don't see why it's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time I tried to color in this podcast with exciting anecdotes from my life. <laughs> Damn, Nora. Cold. You could feel that, that shade all the way from Ireland, which is, by the way, where Nora is. That I'm doing my job well. Great. Thanks. Um, and then Leslie sort of talks a big talk about her tortured and complex relationship with the press. Oh, gosh, um, she does. Which I think is apropos of what's been happening in the past week with the White House Correspondence Dinner and the not the White House Correspondence Dinner. So, the press. Was there a real White House White House Correspondence Dinner? Yes. I literally have seen nothing about it in the news. All I've seen is a Trump isn't going. Yeah. To whatever I don't care, and then two Sam B is having her own thing. Yes. Sam B had her own thing, and then there was the right. the actual one, and Hassan Minaj of The Daily Show hosted. So I straight up thought that was him at Sam B's. No, no, they they were co- some okay. competing this, this events. This lets you know how how hip and with it I am this week. Um, there's <laughs> just a lot, so much information coming at me, and I just my head made jumps, put things together, and it was wrong. Don't trust your head. It's the moral of the story. 
Okay. Um, so yes, Leslie has a prep meeting with the office. Um, yes. She goes over the rules. Number one is stay on message. Number two, what? Stay on message again? It's that important. Just like Fight Club. That's true. That's true. This is Leslie's Fight Club. It's a meeting in the conference room. That's the spinoff. Leslie, no Fight Club. <laughs> I watch it. Um, then uh, Leslie takes Mark to breakfast at JJ's Diner. The unofficial Should meeting place of Pawnee's political elite. <laughs> yeah, it's going to appear myriad times over the course of the series. Um, it's a good new location. Write that down on your maps. Mark that. Um, so yeah, so she eats waffles at this important meeting with Mark. Yep. Um, which is exciting, because waffles are great. Yes, I, my note from this scene is, I have such terrible secondhand embarrassment for Leslie here. Yes, it's so bad. But... It's just, like, watching through my fingers. But she does this, like, the, like, talking head about how she had sex with Mark is in front of, like, the dessert turntable, which is such a classic, <laughs> like, diner object. And I just really thought yeah. that that was the best backdrop they could have used for that. And I don't really know why, but just, like, the juxtaposition of her talking about sleeping with Mark in front of, like, a slowly rotating cheesecake just really worked for me. <laughs> That's a thesis. Somewhere in there was a thesis statement. <laughs> um, great. And then the reporter shows up. Yes. And we get this little sort of, like, sidebar of Leslie when a raccoon shows up in City Hall in the yeah. past. And they are her, dangerous bandits. Yes, her reaction to the raccoon in City Hall is the greatest piece of dramatic acting in the history of television. <laughs> Wait, can you, can, can you say the name of that animal again? I said raccoon just then, and I've literally never done <laughs> that in my life. It's a raccoon. I thought, I thought maybe that was just how you pronounced that. I was like, all right. No, sorry, the rural Pennsylvania was coming out there for a second. No, see, that is a dialect thing, I suspected. Um, also, if you're keeping Jack at home, um, the racist mural count has gone up to two. The trial of Chief Wamapo. That's right. I think he has a quiet dignity. He does have him. a quiet dignity. And then we zoom out to a cannon eight inches from his torso. Yikes. Oh, it's so awful. So Shauna wants to interview everybody about the pit. And as she is a reporter in the 21st century, she has a tape recorder she has brought along to conduct these interviews, which stresses Leslie out to an absurd degree and she yes. <laughs> continually shuts off the tape recorder because she doesn't feel like her answers are like newsworthy or like appropriate. Yeah, yeah. I would also like to point out that Leslie has reserved the conference room. There's a reserved sign on it, which is insane because I would say 90% of the department is in the meeting. <laughs> so no one else was going to be in there anyway. Just but in case. This is just another example of Leslie's delightful overkill. So great. Um, and then Andy in this meeting, it's Andy and Anna here, um, Andy reveals he was drunk when he fell into the pit looking for a toaster. And then he and Anne get into what they call a lover's spat. Whereas Andy calls out Anne for drinking on birth control. And Anne, who was a nurse, is like, "That's you can do that. It's fine. <laughs> in this meeting, we also learned that Andy's band is now called Three Skin. It used um, to be foreskin. It used to be foreskin. So in the previous episode, uh, he revealed that it was called Just the Tip. So that is now three band names for Andy's band. Um, so we're keeping track of that as well. We're keeping, we'll be keeping track of that okay. as well. Two racist murals, three band names, three okay, episodes. And, and what a great segue. One, Leslie compliments to Anne. And that is in its entirety. Oh, Anne, you're so sweet and innocent and pretty. Yes. That's a good one. Keep so a tally of that, of too. I am. That's my next tally. Amazing. 
Um, so yeah, so then Leslie calls on Mark to come help fix the problem that she is wanted to do, and Mark walks in and goes, hey, I just got your 15 texts. And I felt personally attacked by that line, because I send that many, if not more, in any given situation. In non-emergency that, situations. Yeah, in non-emergency situations. Yeah. There are many emojis that need to be in separate text bubbles. Yeah, that's true. Also, that's if you're true. reading text messages like a play, as you should be, it's more emphasis on each message. That is true. That's accurate. I recommend mm-hmm. if Jill Potscanzer has never texted you, get on that and get her to text you, because it's fun. I just winked at the microphone, <laughs> which I thought would be cool and relatable, and then I remembered this is a podcast. We live, um, in, an, yes. we live in an audio medium. Um, yes. And Leslie says, quote, I tried to stay on message, but then Anne and Andy sandbagged me. <laughs> So great. Which, I mean, to be um, fair, Leslie did stay on message, if ineffectively. That was one and two. Yeah. Stay on message. And then uh, in the in B-plot land. What a fun land. Um, Tom and Ron play Scrabble, and Tom lets Ron win, so Ron feels good about himself. Um, and then Ron smack talks Tom, being bad at Scrabble. He says, you're worse than my ex-wife, and she's terrible at Scrabble. <laughs> And she's a bitch. <laughs> and there's like a beat, and then he goes, her name is Tammy Swanson, and she's a serious bitch. <laughs> like, I wonder if that will be explored in later episodes. Oh, I oh, hope I so. Great, what happens next? Well, then there's sort of, there's this moment where um, Leslie is still talking to Mark in the office, and Shauna is just like in the conference room, like working on her article, which I just thought was weird. Like, why do they just let the reporter stay in the office when she's done interviewing everybody and just like hang out? I thought that was a weird thing that was happening. Um, when we get Dan and Mike and Greg on the show to ask them questions, that I'll check with them. That, I don't. I think that that should not be a priority question. But oh, okay, good. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll make a list. Um, so yeah, then then uh, Leslie asks Mark to handle it, and then the next morning at the pit. Who drives Shauna to the pit? Mark Brandanowitz. Holy, holy. He's a sleaze bag, but he gets it done. Okay, so then Shauna comes out of the car just in the same outfit. And Leslie is really confused. And then she gets it. And then she's not happy. Yeah. She gets kind of aggressive with Shauna when she realizes that Shauna may have or has slept with Mark. Yeah. And she gets nervous and admits that her job might technically have been handed to her because of nepotism. <laughs> She's like, my mom hired me. It's not nepotism. I mean, it's nepotism, but don't write that down. I would like to make a brief cultural reference to the classic film School of Rock, uh, in which <laughs> Jack Black's character refers, calls nepotism nepotiz, because he likes to abbreviate things. He says nepotiz. He says he's going on an audition, but nepotiz is like my favorite line in that movie. Is that like your biggest influence for abbreviating things is it school of rock um i don't think so but i do love to abbreviate you do that's true that was like 50 percent of our acapella rehearsals were abbreviations of things yeah that's true you'd think we would have gotten more done because we were because we were saying half the words we should have been but (laughs) (laughs) and yet it's because we were late all the time (laughs) here's a call Uh, out for jake Oh my god. Um, great. So Leslie Leslie just Leslie's solution is to just go sit in her car, which <laughs> I really related to because I have definitely done that. <laughs> and then just like 
put the seat all the way back. And I don't know if we're doing still doing links to related media. Yeah. Here's one for all of you. The 45 second long video maybe of the girl in the car with the lint roller talking about how everyone thinks that she's a child because she's so short and she's like lint rolling her face and the video ends with her being like wow she has her own credit card wow she just bends the seat back and it just goes all the way back as she's like lint rolling her face and someone like reblogged it on the internet and they, the caption is put this in the MoMA <laughs> so if we can find that that's gonna go in the links yes it will because it's relevant then back in B plot, April takes over Tom's computer and plays really good words and is the Scrabble genius. And Tom is annoyed because he wants to lose. And April fails to see why that's happening. So Or she sees and doesn't care. That's that's more accurate, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then in A plot land, Leslie confronts Mark, um, who calls her a giant dork. She says she can't tolerate the kind of behavior that is sleeping with a reporter who's doing an article on the pit um, from someone serving in her subcommittee. So Mark resigns from her subcommittee. Yes. Oh my God. And then Leslie schedules a do-over interview, claiming that the reason she was acting weird was because she has food poisoning from, quote, an old burrito, end quote. <laughs> go back to JJ's where she orders even more waffles. Um, and then Shauna reads all these negative quotes about the, the park to Leslie, and all of those reactions are Amy Poehler improvising. Really? Reactions to quotes, yeah. Oh my gosh, so Thanks, good. Thanks, Wikipedia. Um, but then the last quote is, Mark is quoted as saying, the park is never, ever, ever going to happen. Oh, so bad. This actually, that situation happened to me once. Oh my god, um, really? Yeah, um, I was being interviewed about this group I was involved in, and without going into too many details, the reporter had basically interviewed a bunch of people before me, and she asked me, like, two questions and then the rest of the interview was her reading quotes to me and asking me to respond to them and I was like not willing to oh trash gosh. talk this thing that I had been involved with so the entire article was just anonymous negative quotes and then this paragraph at the end it was just me like giving a glowing endorsement of what was happening it was awful That's <laughs> it was awful I so I really like felt for this scene um great so then Anne confronts Mark about saying this stuff and to Shauna and Mark has this great line where he says wait do you, do you have to say it's off the record and Anne says oh my god yeah so, Anne takes things into her own hands and is dealing yes, is. with how Mark is immature and is a garbage person <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about Mark Brandanowitz he's a right? garbage person <laughs> <laughs> great I think we'll get to that at some point um so Mark and Anne talk to Shauna yes um and ask her if she could consider taking that quote out and Shauna agrees not to print it since she's romantically involved with Mark and Mark's immediate response is hmm, I wouldn't say romantically involved going forward oh my god oh so uh yes and then we check in back with the b-plot um Ron reveals he knows Tom lets him lose but he loves Tom because Be Tom is exactly what he's looking for in a government employee he's incompetent <laughs> exactly um and then in our last scene the article is published it is not too favorable but as leslie mentions it ends on a hopeful note that's true and if that isn't a leslie note takeaway i don't know what is <laughs> well she just before that we see her writing an op-ed piece about media ethics for the pawnee journal which i think is amazing <laughs> um and then mark comes in and apologizes 
and then takes all the credit for fixing the problem that he created, when in reality, Anne fixed the problem. If he had been left to his own devices, he would not have done anything. <laughs> great, so that brings us to the end of our episode, and I think segues us into a great conversation, which is, Nora, at this point in the run of Parks and Recreation, how do you feel about all our characters? I love them all. I think they're all acted well. But Mark Brandanowitz is a garbage person. <laughs> I do admit that so far I do not find him to be very sympathetic. Yes, that's a that's a more delicate way of putting what I'm feeling. Yeah, yes. that's you you yes, you feel very strongly about this. Um but I hold out hope that Mark is gonna kinda get his stuff together. Especially I I feel like Leslie's so great and I hope he realizes that because she's turned her eye on him, he better, like, step up to be worthy of those affections. Yeah, that's true. But so far, yes, he hasn't behaved like a total classy guy, I think. I mean, like, not that... He's allowed to sleep with Shauna. That's fine. And I actually think it was, like, a little, like, a tad unkind of Leslie to be so mean to Shauna in that situation. Like, I understand how she's feeling. Um, but I, that was a moment I found Leslie unsympathetic. I think realistic, but unsympathetic. Um, yeah. To react so negatively to Shauna. And I don't think Mark was wrong to sleep with Shauna. I mean, was it wrong to sleep with a reporter who's doing an article? Yes. Not, not, yeah, not great. He could have waited until the article she came was, out. Like, not if he really was, like, not part of the article was the thing, though. He was not, like, part of the article until Leslie called him in to, like, handle the situation. And his handling of the situation was to, like, take this woman out, presumably for dinner, and then for a good time. Um, like, I just don't... I, my roundabout point of this is uh, not to slut shame anybody. I think Mark's misbehavior sort of comes in an inability to take responsibility for his actions, um, a sort of apathetic slash negativity that sort of brings to all his confrontations with Leslie, which is sort of stressful. And so far, I have yet to see what Leslie sees in him. That's true. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that will become clear. Yes. Moving forward. Yeah. Jill, do you have a favorite moment? I do have a favorite moment. My favorite moment is when Leslie stressed out from the whole situation of Shauna sleeping with Mark, goes over to Andy and Anne's house in the middle of her interview, just leaves it, um, and knocks on the door. Or no, she rings the doorbell 50 times, and then Anne lets her in. And then she tells Anne that Mark slept with Shauna, and then Andy, from the next room, goes, oh yeah, totally called that. And then Anne turns to Leslie and she goes, he did, actually. He totally called that. And I just thought that was, like, a nice Anne and Andy moment. Yes. Because, actually, up till this point, I feel like I've been unsure as to why they are together. Yes. I haven't seen them kind of connect. And that was, like, a nice moment where, like, Andy was being, like, kind of goofy and Anne was, like, on board with him being goofy. And it was, like, kind of a nice, I'm like, oh, like, these guys, they get along in moments when they're not arguing on camera about birth control. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? I I love like um, Amy Poehler's two like great physical comedy moments of trying to eat and then spit out the honeysuckle and having her tongue swell up and then <laughs> that great reaction to the raccoon it just brought me joy. Um, the raccoon thing is just so funny. <laughs> also, like knowing that like the details behind getting like a raccoon on the show, like just like they were like we need him for one scene and he just like kind of walked towards Amy. <laughs> we had penguins on a show that I was working on, and it was, like, the most excited I had ever been. And some sad news, um, they actually don't let the PAs near the penguins, because I'm supremely unqualified to be anywhere near them, because they are wild animals, and they're <laughs> monitored by their trainers at all times. But I did get to go on to set and see them. It was very exciting. That's amazing. I couldn't, I couldn't 
go near them, but I was able to watch them at work. They had consummate actors, consummate performers, really just kind of an honor and a blessing to be in their presence watching them work on their craft. What a Our nice friends what a nice from sentiment. the South Pole. Thank you. I really love penguins. <laughs> I was so excited about the penguins, I like would not shut up about the penguins. And everyone was like, Great job, like we get it. I'm excited about the penguins. <laughs> anyway. Um, let's go over some some trivia. Do we have any fun facts that we need to share about this? Here's a here's a fun fact. Here's a fun fact. Um, I believe this is the last episode of season one that I had seen. Really? Yes. Because I in watching the next episode, minor spoilers, um, I did not remember any of it. Whereas I had a vague recollection of having watched this episode. So I believe moving forward, we are entering uncharted viewing territory for Jill. That's exciting. I'm hosts. I'm thrilled that I get to go on this journey with you. Aw, that's sweet. <laughs> this episode um, was unofficially brought to you by Wikipedia. Hey, Wikipedia. Thanks for the fun facts. But in a, another more real sense of the world, so this episode was brought to you by Literary Starbucks, which you should buy. Yes, please do. We don't need to read the whole thing to you again because you remember just the greatness that we've shared. So, well, I assume if you're listening, you already own what five, six copies of the book that you page through and revere as if they are your most prized possessions. Yes, if you don't have five or six copies and you own just one copy, buy four to five more copies and then you'll have five to six. So, (laughs) which is we can all agree the ideal amount of copies for this specific book. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, check us out at soundcloud.com backslash podcast and rec and on iTunes now, which is very exciting. Um, and pretty please leave us a review on iTunes while you're at it. Uh, music for this week's show, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. We're on Twitter at, at Podcast and Rec. You can follow Jill on Twitter at Ms. Jill Madeline. That's M-S, Jill Madeline. Um, you can find Nora, that's me, at noracats.com. If you have questions, comments, business inquiries, fun stuff to share, just please shoot us an email at podcastandrec at gmail.com. And I would like to reiterate how much you should download our podcast on iTunes and how much you should leave us a review. We need it desperately. We love you and we like you. Bye. Bye.